Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Opinions No F***s. This is your buddy Preston. And Brennan. All right, so today, get ready to learn way more than you ever wanted to know about Brennan's and Preston's personal lives, because we're going to talk about, Brennan? Sex. Damn right. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. Let's talk about you and me. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about sex. It's going to be fun. You're going to learn a lot. Most this, of what you never wanted to know. This is a topic which I don't really talk about and or know about and or express because it's just one of those things where I've always, you know, the gentleman status. Right, yeah. There's a, you know, there's the, a cultural taboo of the topic. Correct. And, you know, you know I just, I've always uh, led my life by not talking about my sex life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I also try not to um, because I think it's weird and I don't like it really. There's only a few people that you talk about sex with, like your best friends, when you're right. hanging out, drinking. Correct. Specifically. Correct. And, and it mostly is talking shit. But I'm going to try and be a little more real this time. Around well, this again, time. it's liberating, right? I mean, again, there's a liberation to this, because we talk about on this podcast a lot about social norms, social uh -huh. taboos, yep. philosophies, and how these confines actually hold us in this box that we know there's no fucking box, apparently. Yeah. Nope. No box. <laughs> <laughs> are you telling me it's me holding myself down and suppressing myself oh, yeah you're wait. you're making the box what? that yeah. you're trapped in yeah absolutely why am i doing this to myself so here we are we're gonna talk about sex maybe some sex terminology some because we live in a society in 2020 where there's so many different categories or placement of labels stereotypes labels and stereotypes lots and lots of brand new buzzwords <clears throat> so get ready for Preston to get a little bit controversial a lot sorry a little bit controversial because he has some things to say about gay culture so and it's okay he's bisexual so it's okay for him to say it and I'm just straight and Brennan uh, is just gonna I, I go just, down in flames with me yeah I just as my like, companion here I just like to have sex with uh with chicks. With chicks when they say yes. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, that's the, important when that, they say yes. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but you know, I enjoy some weird things too, so it's weird. Uh, so I, I also like to have sex when with chicks say yes, which they never do, which is why I mostly don't have sex with chicks. <laughs> Hilarious topping point. We've talked about this before. Oh yeah, it's but, way easier to get dick than it is to get pussy. And that's so funny that you, that you're. I think you're. Is it by default in which why you're gay? I'm not gay. I'm bisexual. But you're more gay. But it's why I'm ninety percent gay. And because it's easier. Yeah. If it was easier to get pussy, I'd be more like seventy thirty. Maybe 64. Okay, great. Talking more. All right. So <laughs> I think well, we could dive into this more, but I want to go through. I think we should start off 2020. I think we should talk about the societal, you know, LGBTQ. LGBTQA. A. What? Wait, we lost me in the A. I didn't know it was so, A. So LGBTQA. I don't know what A is. I think it's. Okay, let's talk it through. Asexual. That's oh, asexual. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. So. It's lesbian, transgender, LG... Oh, no, sorry. Lesbian, gay, transgender, LGB... Oh, I keep skipping letters. <laughs> Bisexual, transgender, <laughs> and then Q is queer, which I don't really understand, and then asexual. Yeah, I don't know. What, what, I think queer what is, is just queer? it doesn't fit into the other four letters. Because each one of them, right? Lesbian is a woman liking a woman. Bisexual is both sexes. 
liking either sex. It's liking it. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, but trans. Wait, so lesbian, gay. Obviously, gay is dudes liking dudes. Okay, gay is gay. Yeah. Dudes liking dudes. Yep. Um, so then, bisexual is liking both sexes. Um, and then, transsexual. Trans, is... Transsexual is feeling like like your body is the wrong body, the wrong sex. As in, and actually, um, Robert Sapolsky, to bring him up again, he talked about this and it was really interesting. Uh-huh. The part of the brain, oh, was it Robert Sapolsky? I think so, yeah. The part of the brain that is different between men and women looks like a woman's brain in a male who is a female transsexual, meaning a male who thinks that, who is actually a female but has a male body, and vice versa. So, like, this part of the brain corresponds to the sex to the actual physical brain portion for the sex they think that they are that they are really yes see i haven't heard this at all that was yes. really interesting i didn't know that was a thing yet but that's yeah what they it's do. like basically <clears throat> men men's are like twice as big and if you are a woman who feels like you're a man if you're a, a genetic woman who feels like you're a man then you have the same size brain as a man, as a genetic man who feels like a man and if you're so a woman it's a size who, thing not a chemical thing um, yeah, I think so. That's what, okay. that's what I got out of it. I, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, um, so that's trans. But um, does trans also talk about surgeries? Does so transsexual trans is an trans option. Imply, yeah, does trans imply you had surgery? Or, sorry, is transsexual a, is not an option. The surgery is an option. Uh, transsexual imply, means that you think, that you feel like you're in the wrong body. So you feel like a woman, but you have a man's body. Okay, so it's a it's a mental state, not a physical post-op state. Right. Okay. So you can be a pre-op or a post-op. Correct. So post-op means your genital your genitals have been changed to the uh, to to your because to when your I, matching mental. See, I don't know the terminology. So that's I'm not, that's I'm, why I'm getting confused because I'm, I'm like, not trying okay. to be offend, I'm yeah. not trying to be offensive. I just know the terminology. But basically, when your genitals match your mind and what you think what you feel you are, that is post-op because they've been surgically altered. When they don't match yet, because you have not had surgery, then you are pre-op. But you're see, still a transsexual. See, I always thought a transsexual was someone that was post-op. Right, yeah. I, I, I always, thought that too. But no, I, I was always under the impression that... All it has to do with is the mismatch between your how you, what, what, what gender you feel you are, or what sex you feel you are, yeah. um, and what sex your body gotcha. um, puts out. Or not puts out. Um, what, the toolbox what is what the tools is. are. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Manifest. That's what I was looking Manifest. for. Manifest. Okay. What, what sex your body manifests. And so then we go to Q. We don't Q. know queer. exactly what yeah. queer means. I'm pretty sure queer is just like a catch-all for everything else, which I think is... Uh, well, um, this starts me on one of my complaints about gay culture and this whole culture is I think there's way too many labels. Um, so it's, you don't like the uh, evolution of the culture? No, I don't. And the grouping of it. No. Um, and I was talking to Brandon about this earlier. One thing I really don't like is I don't like that drag queens are associated with gay culture because there are plenty of drag queens that are straight, for one thing. And for another thing, I just, I'm not into drag culture, so maybe it's just me not liking it and not wanting to be associated with it, but I don't understand what it has to do at all with being gay. I mean, I understand that there's like openness about sexuality and it's all about, it's all about innuendo and making dick jokes. But if I wanted to make dick jokes, I'd rather watch a hot gay guy make dick jokes than a weird dude dressed up like a lady 
like whatever. Oh, I see what you I mean. I just don't understand why it's associated. I mean, I, I understand why it's associated with gay culture. I don't like that it is. But I think this is where it's confusing, right? Because it's the breakdown of the, the categories, right? There's orientation and then there's sexuality. Right. And I feel like trans. Uh, I'm sorry. I feel like cross dressers. It's just a lifestyle fun thing. Like Absolutely. it's a show. It's there's a plenty show. that are. There's plenty of cross-dressers or drag queens that are straight guys that are married. Right. They just like dressing up like a woman because it's like being in a costume. It allows and then you therefore to, it's called a fetish. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It allows you to get rid of your inhibitions. Right. But you're still a straight dude and I don't know why you have to be associated with gay culture. Because I'm going to say something controversial here. One of the reasons that people don't like gay culture is it's over-hypersexualized and it kind of creeps people out or it makes people uncomfortable. You have to remember, we live in a puritanical society. Like, I don't like that we're so puritanical about sex, but I understand that being super hypersexual is not necessarily appropriate. Right. I think that's a hard thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not one for PDA, for example. Right, right? me neither. Public display of, atten- right. uh, of affection. I have, a, I have a natural disposition against it. Could right. I get better? At, yeah. Could I get better at working with it? Yeah. And this is the thing, too, when it comes to this whole talking point of these... I don't have any disregard or hate or frustration towards the LGBTQA, TQA, whatever, yeah. uh, community. I think there's a few other letters, it's but those just, are all I know. It's just one of those things where they're overly aggressive about right, it. Right, exactly. And, I, so the, and this is yeah. where it's a small percentage of the population right. that is very loud in their demeanor. And I think it's, I, it actually hurt the cause, is what I think. The, you think? The whole, the whole drag queen thing, like, yeah, it's fun and... Maybe it did help with uh, making it more acceptable, but I think that the hypersexuality of gay culture, including drag queens, is a detriment to the cause. Well, again, this is why I was like learning how to categorize it. Like, I, you know, I could see the fun in it. Why they people do it? I mean, because right, we grew up with uh, uh, we grew up with RuPaul, right? He was yeah. the first. She. They, you should call him. You should call a drag queen she when when she's in character, apparently. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Like, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because they dress up as a woman. Right. And what? Okay. So. I don't know. I don't understand it. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So again, it's more. I think that is more of a theme party, fetish, category. Whereas the other ones are. Related. The other ones are sexual orientation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I just told but yeah, I think that's the difference between cross-dressing and queens. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, drag queen is like a performance, right? And then cross-dressing is like you get off on it, which right. whatever. A fetish. Like I don't, I don't dislike them or hate them or feel like they shouldn't do. You know, do you? You do you. All right. But well, I don't not... like the association with gay culture because I of the reasons I listed. So. Well, what is gay culture? Let's talk about this. That's a good question. What is gay culture? I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's basically any non-traditional sexual um, orientation is now considered gay culture, really. I mean, it's all lumped together. That's what I'm saying. Like, because it's all these different minorities that don't have voices, and so they're banding together, kind of like a union. Yeah. And Power numbers. I mean, I guess it's good because it allowed for things like the gay marriage amendment to pass, to be, to be ratified by the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. or whatever you call that. But... I mean, I'm going to sound like a conservative here, but I, yeah, the, the slippery slope argument has kind of proven true. Like, there's a lot of weird shit that's been 
grouped in with gay culture that I don't like being grouped with. Well, this is the thing. This all comes over like social norms, right? right? Yeah. This is where it's like what stays in the bedroom should stay in the bedroom. Right. Should there be a level, and I get it, you know, I've gone to gay bars. Right. I've, you know, gay strip clubs or dude strip clubs. It's like, it's funny how they're just, that's the thing. I would say a gay bar is just overly aggressive, assertive. Like, you go to a gay bar, like the last one I went to was actually uh, when we were on Pump Crawl in Riverside. And it's just. There's gay, a gay bar in Riverside? Yeah. Damn. And it's just soft porn on the TVs. Yeah, of course. And all the guys are just over the top, topless, or wearing a G-string. Like, it's just yeah, the, over the top. The gay guard. So, again, yeah. this aligns to the cross-dressing and the drag queens. Because it's a show. The hyper... Oh, and yeah. this is my point. Is gay culture more of a showmanship culture than it is actually a sexual orientation culture? Maybe it's gotten to that point. I'm not sure. That's a good Does point. it make sense? That's a good question, yeah. Because I think it's a showmanship thing now more than anything. You're just so prideful. And maybe they're liberated now more than ever in 2020. Right. Did you ever watch the show... Um... Queer as Folk? Nope. There's, no. a show, there's a show on Netflix. Actually, did you tell me about it? Trans America? Or... Nope. It's a show about this uh, woman in the 60s or 50s that was uh, a man. And then she bought this apartment complex... Yeah, San wasn't Francisco. it called Trans America? I remember you telling me about it actually, and I never, but I never watched it. It's good because it just talks about her struggles of being what she was in the '60s mm-hmm. and her liberation, and be, yeah. then ultimately becoming the grandmother of this community of all these people yeah, and I, generations. Hmm. And, okay, no, I don't know. I don't remember that. Oh, what is it called? I know Cindy loved it too, because it is hard, and I get why they're more liberated now. Therefore, they're unified. They're unionized essentially. And was it, it wasn't transparent? No. No, not transparent. Was it trans something? I'll look it up. But okay. either way, but you get why everything's grouped together now. Yeah, I just, I don't, because another thing I don't like is, again, I have nothing against transsexual people. It must be horrible to be feel like you're in the wrong body. That, that's got to be awful. And it's got to be horrible to be discriminated against for dressing how you feel you should be and, you know, acting the more feminine or masculine, depending that you feel you should that you actually are but sexuality and gender or sexuality and sex are two different things 100 and so combining them together confuses the issues one that's what i'm saying it's hard for me as a 35 year old to understand it and categorize this because it's too much it's too much because i you know i've only lived in my shoes for example let me let's talk about okay Things we've learned in recent history, and actually a, a girl I went to high school with, her daughter, is that right? Identifies uh, as a boy. Five okay. years old, four years old. Right. Do you think that's a, I mean, this speaks to, you know, I don't know. these storylines um, are driven by and supporting of, you know, you're born this way. Right. See, I'm torn about that. Um, it's a very controversial A four-year-old can't and... get, get dressed himself. Right, like I say, but, if you are a four-year-old boy that thinks you're a girl, or that feels like you're a girl, that's fine. Just dress and act like a girl. But I think that hormone therapy and and surgery is, it's too soon. Too soon. Because, yeah, because puberty is a huge game changer for every aspect of your life. And as if you're a four-year-old, you're a sponge. You soak up whatever you see, and you think that that's reality so who knows why that that child thinks that he that he is actually a she and i that's totally fine and you know just 
accept that child, love that child, encourage that child to do what he or she feels is best. But I think that medical intervention, it's way too early until, I don't know, at least like teenage years, at least. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about it. I just think it's really I, again, tough, I can't be, I can't know for sure because I've never felt that way. That's right. But I know that when I was five, my I didn't my, think about sex. My aspect or my perception of the future was non-existent. Like I did not understand that there was anything but the present moment. There's, that's what I'm saying. The scope of it. Right. Like, exactly. I could, you know, I was like, oh, there's ice cream in the house. I want that now. Right. Exactly. That was the scope of my exactly. my viewpoint. Yeah. And so. did I ever think about sex? No. I did, but that's something I want to talk about in this episode, actually. Do but, you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's go there now. Okay. Because I don't think sexuality came to me early on. It absolutely came to me early on. Really? That's one of the reasons I want to do ayahuasca. Okay. So, um, my first sexual experience, I was like four or five, that I remember. Okay. But this sexual experience makes me suspect... So, it was with a girl. She was also my age. And I suspect that... She or I had been previously molested. I don't remember if I had been, but I... Most well, cases, it's proven that it blocks out in your mind. You, because you when you're a yourself. child, yep. you, don't ha you don't know about sex and you have no desire for it until you're exposed to it. And then... But even then, you don't know how to process it. Right. So my first sexual experience was with a girl that was my age when I was four or five. Okay. And I don't remember much about it, but I remember that. I remember my... without There was another sexual experience I had... Or a possibly sexual, I'm not sure. I think it might have been because looking back, it it's one of those situations where that's the kind of situation where sexual experiences happen, where sexual molestation happens. But I was with I was with a set of twins that were I wanna say like eleven or maybe older, a girl and a boy. And I was in a bathroom and we all got naked together and I don't remember what else, but I remember it was exciting and mm -hmm. so I wondered and I, I wondered all I was the same age. Five? Four or five. And they were 11? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. They might have been older, but I they were definitely older than me. Got it. I mean, and I'm not blaming them because when you're 11, you don't have a fucking clue still. I mean, you kind of do, but not really. You know okay. the words. So in my readings of possible molestation, most people don't remember what happened to them because your mind blocks it out. Which is why I want to do ayahuasca because it will help. It will allow me to remember. It will yeah, open up that yeah. pathway. Yep. Okay. Yep. And secondly, my question to you is, do you think there's a lot of sexual curiosity or frustration from molestation victims, hence why they go gay, bisexual, That's trans? a good question. That's something I've wondered. Like, um, I talked about this with my friend back in Salt Lake. This is when I first came up with this thought, mm -hmm. was I, I talked to her about the twins. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a second, I wonder if that's why I'm bisexual. You know, one of my earliest sexual experiences was with a man, a male and a female in the same room. Because we, I think in our election, no matter what it is, sense is to me. we identify with association. Because again, going back to Robert Sapolsky, right. sexual molestation or sexual experiences as a very young child, it does not tell you how to do sex. Mm -hmm. Those That age, you learn when and with whom to do sex, to have sex with. So... At five years old, that is your brain is it's making not, all sorts uh, of connections and you're saying it's not a pleasure thing. It's a it's a process thing. The, That's how it's taught to you. How it's taught to you. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Yeah. Because I think half of sex is like. But he specifically talks about that. Does he? About early sexual experiences and how it does not tell you how, but it tells you with whom and when. Right. 
So I think that a lot of fetishes and a lot of sexual orientation comes from... Association. Right. Comes from early experience. I also think that that's not necessarily the case. I think that that's one of the times. I also think that there are genetic markers that can be triggered by environment. So one thing he talks about a lot is that genes are not the gene says this so that therefore that is how you are. He says that genes are if-then statements. And he says it over and over Ooh. again. Which means yep. if a certain thing happens, then the gene behaves in this way or the gene activates or whatever. And so that makes me really think that my theory is correct, at least in my case. And obviously, we don't really understand the full ramifications of genetics and how they, how they translate into behavior and right. life. But... That is a pretty big, um, that's a pretty big uh, confirmation for my theory that I myself am bisexual because I had a very early sexual experience with a boy and a girl at the same time. All right. So if, how do I say, if you are a, a victim of molestation, yes. do you look at it as being a victim or does it open you up to being bisexual and it's a freedom driven thing? Um, I don't know. Because do, you feel liberated? So, do you feel liberated because of the bisexuality in which you possess? Um, no, I actually like it because I feel like it gives me unlimited options. I can, that's basically, what I'm saying. I can basically have sex with whoever I want because right. I'm attracted to anybody, really. That's, that's pretty, yeah. So we'll go back to that because there's terms that I don't like. But anyway, um, there's one other thing I want to say about this, although mm -hmm. unfortunately I have to be vague because I don't know for sure. There's one person that I suspect might have also molested me, but I don't know. Got it. And I'm not, I, I'm, I'm only like maybe 25% suspect that it, that this was the case and 75% right. that it probably was just innocent. But, but you, you there was, suspicion. there was a circumstance and an age difference during that circumstance that is very suspicious. All again, it was not an adult, but it was, it was older than me, uh, an older, a teenager, and it was me when I was, again, like five or six, maybe. Right. Maybe seven. So, again, going back to, like, what we're dealing with in the workplace. Right. And think authoritative... molestation is, like, a recurring thing. So, if it happens once, it's likely to happen again, which is why I suspect, one of the reasons I suspect that. Like, it's like... Wait, what? I don't, I don't get what... What do you mean? Why? How, how, how can it be a reoccurring thing? You mean from the same individual or from others? Like it once you're, creates once you're, maybe uh, it creates a a weak individual or a, a it creates a an aura that is yeah. that is that a predator can sense. You're more susceptible. You yeah. Right. It, yeah. It there can, are we'll, things. We'll say that. that. Yeah. I think that that's a good way of saying it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Being a mol having been molested, it creates an aura in you that is. Easily read by that, it. that a predator can sense and right. can and therefore knows you are an easy target. Got it. Interesting. Interesting. Sad, but it also makes sense. Yeah. So I want to go into that more actually, because from that age, I did not think of myself as a victim. I thought of myself as a sinner because I was raised Mormon and I was raised extremely religiously. And even at that age, I knew it was wrong which meant I thought I was going to hell from age five. But this speaks to a greater thing in society. This is how the Catholic Church, oh, with, absolutely. The, with, with the children, right. so, they feel, they feel right. as sinners and they feel guilty. That's why they don't speak up. 
Exactly. Because so they my, preying on the innocence of children's yeah. guilt and what they've been taught. And knowing that they can, they won't talk about things because Disgusting. they don't understand. Disgusting. They don't understand blame and culpability. They just think, oh, sex is bad. I had sex. That means I'm bad. That's how I felt. Yeah. I, I was five right. and I was a very smart kid with a very vivid imagination. I thought I was going to go to hell. Right. I was five. Right. Right. That's traumatizing. That's and, one of the many reasons I hate religion. And this is well. It's, and that was with me my entire life, all through my teenage years. I hated myself. Well, it's like that guilt thing, man. This is how, yeah. Again, this is where it's like you don't look at yourself as a victim because you thought you were an active participant in it. Exactly. Even and though, I liked it. It was exciting. Even though you didn't have the wherewithal to think in that capacity. I didn't know what sex was, but I was obsessed with it for no. the rest of my life, basically. Right. You're yeah. still here, but yeah. For the rest of my life. Until, <laughs> until today. I'm, you I know what I mean? Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's what, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, this is where it's... A, it, this, is, this is why or this is how sad... It's how fucked up it is. It's how fucked up it is. It's how fucked up it and is. And I almost can't hate because I almost... Almost every time, maybe every time, it's a cycle. It's someone that molests children was probably molested as a child. Correct. That's and, why it's so prevalent. And this is, but this is where it's like, so what is that? Again, association, right? It's, it goes back to what we talked about in prior issues, or prior episodes, I mean, where people with challenges find things they control like pets or other things. It's the only thing they can control their life. So they want to dominate something. Right. Yeah. So it's an association thing. Maybe. I think it's also just a, I mean, you know, it's an, it's a desire that's very hard to quell. You know, you've been horny. Oh, um, I've recently realized that. So um, I went but it's through. It's funny a... because I don't know much about the like going into terminology. You know, the dom versus the submissive. Right. What, so what is it? The, the, the acronym. Dom, dom and sub. Sub. Yeah. Sub. These terminology things. Because right. I never looked at sex as a. I never looked at sex with my partners as a dominant or a submissive thing. It was a mutual thing. It's a dance. It's a dance where situationally we just did what we did. I never been in a position of equal, you know, and I've, uh, so I, it's just weird for me because you can talk to people and they say, well, you know, men throughout the course of time, they want to rape the woman. Yeah. You want to dominate. Well, but, I, but, I don't, I don't look as sex as that barbaric or that simple. So I looked up the etymology of the word fuck, or at least I read an article by a feminist that talked about the etymology of the word fuck, and she said that it was, I think that's what it was. It might have been both, I don't remember. But she said, fuck is an act you do to a woman. And that's like where it came from. And I don't really remember her exact argument, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know if she was right. But the word fuck means, it's like, I don't know if invasion is the right word, but it's like a, an act that you inflict on another person. You don't have sex with a woman. You don't make love with a woman. You... You don't do it with them. Very you do it to them. Right. Yeah. So that. So that's that. So that reminds me of. Yeah. I mean, dom and sub. I'm not. I don't know. I guess I'm sub. I suppose. But why? Because I am. I have. Does I have a lot of. To your I have a lot of issues about sex. Yeah. Maybe. This is what I'm saying. It's an association thing. Yeah. This is absolutely. where it's like. I like to be submissive. I love when a woman takes control. Yeah. I, I do. I don't like making decisions. I'm. I'm submissive around a lot of aspects yeah. of my life. Yeah. No. And this is where it's like. It's funny because. What we've learned in society is, isn't it funny how, like, sexually, like, the most powerful people in the world are subs? Oh, yeah. They, they want to, it's a, it's a release to let go of control. Right. It's like, uh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Whereas the weak pedophiles or the bad people, 
they're trying to be dominant because they haven't been dominant. So it just speaks to that association thing. I think that's part of it. So I was talking about this. I wanted to say this um, a minute ago. Sex is a very difficult, um, well, at least for me, I imagine it is for a lot of people. It's a very difficult urge to control. And so what I was saying is this earlier this year, or maybe like the end of last year, I realized that when I, I went uh, for like a couple weeks without jerking off, without having any kind of release at all, because... Um, well, it doesn't matter why, but I was trying to regain like that kind of control for some reason. And I realized that you do this on purpose. Yes. I realized you that made it, you said to yourself, I'm not going to jerk off. Yeah. I'm going to take control of my life. Yeah. Cause I'm the same. So when my I, only release I, was sex with my boyfriend. When I, when I jerk off, it gets compulsive. Yeah, exactly. I want, it becomes, you want to do it more and more. Yeah. Exactly. And it just built on itself. Exactly. Yep. And that's, this is where I know myself where I go, okay, cool. I got to stop. Yeah. I have to cut myself off. Um, so I didn't. So you tell yourself, I didn't get off. Get, really I didn't get off for a week, and at the end of that week, I felt like I was drunk. To be honest, like I was, my inhibitions were gone or were much reduced. Mm-hmm. I was willing to. I stopped caring as much about consequences, which I guess is inhibitions. I was willing to do anything to get off, almost, and I with anyone. And I was like, oh yeah, this is like being drunk. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting realization. And but so, in the in in the inception your of this, is but in, wait, wait. Warped. in the inception of this, you were taking control of the situation. I'm not going to masturbate. Yeah, right. I'm just going to have sex with my boyfriend. But by the end of the week, yeah. You, you, I mean, I liked it at first. Well, that's what well, this is what this is what okay. So by the end of the week, you were telling yourself, "I don't give a fuck. I I will cheat on my boyfriend because I just want to get off. Exactly. I will do whatever. Right. My ambition's totally lost. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. But you did not masturbate. You did not jack off. Right. That's self-control, though. For like a month. That's a lot of self-control. Interestingly, that was How when I was you... doing shrooms. And one of the experiences with shrooms was really fucking intense. You said it was just like an orgasm. Like uh, a 45-hour-long orgasm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was in- That's awesome, it was though, right? I don't know. I felt like I was fighting a dragon, and I came to some kind of, Like, uh, after an hour, like I, I, it ended, and I like finally came back to myself and I was like, whoa, I just scored some kind of victory. But then I went right back to letting my sex drive rule me. Drive but, you, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was interesting. So, but isn't it good to have a sex drive? Isn't it good to have a libido? See, that's the thing. That's what the guy... So I, I did this whole no jerking off thing because... See, of, I think I have... It's a no fap. It's no fap is the movement. And it's... Um, no fab? No fap. F-A-P. F-A-P, okay. Uh, FAP is a slang word, buzzword for, or slang word for no, for jerking off. Got um, it. If you want to know, look it up on Urban Dictionary. Got it. Oh yeah, if you ever want to know any term we talk about, look up Urban Dictionary. But uh, no FAP is the movement. And there was this guy, I watched his video and I was like, oh yeah, he makes a lot of sense. He talked about how jerking off causes, uses up energy that you can use elsewhere and blah, 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 blah. And I bought into it and I was like, yeah, I, I get that. And, you know, the first few days of stopping, I was like, oh, yeah, I feel more energetic. I feel more energized. I was better about not thinking about sex. And then eventually it came to that point where I felt like I was drunk. But yet you still controlled yourself. Yeah. But not really because his whole thing was don't even have sex for three months. Like nothing at all. Right. And I was like, nope, I'll, I'll just not jerk off. Mm-hmm. And in his video, he's all, nope, if you try that, I mean, go ahead, but it's not going to work. And yeah, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um, anyway. See, I think I have low T, low testosterone. A 35-year-old, you do have low T. That's just... Okay. How much... Uh, let me ask this, if you don't mind saying. How yeah. often do you masturbate? And when I'm with someone, not often. Interesting. When I'm not with someone and I have no sex partner, 
Like daily? Daily. Because I, I, depending, like lately it's been all over the place, but generally I masturbate before bed every night because it helps me sleep. But it also, oh yeah, that's, well that's, a, that's my problem. Because I also suffer from insomnia. Yeah, me too. And boredom. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so it's like, well, fuck, it's two in the I'm morning. I'm bored. Hey, why not have like one of those fucking amazing brain yeah. pleasure it's ways? A, it's a distraction. And yeah. this is the thing too. It's like when I am working, working out in a routine, life is systematic. Mm-hmm. I don't masturbate. It's like drug use. Because you have other things to think about. That's You're right. Not bored. It's, it's like drug use. Right. Like dr- Or like overeating. Or overeating. People that are addicts. They do things and they're down when they're not organized. And, you know, this is where. Yeah, when they have downtime. That's right. And Idle hands are the devil's workshop. And this is where it's really funny, but, you know, I masturbated last night. Yeah. It's not that I was horny. It was just like, oh, yeah, I should masturbate. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's, and this is where my thing is. So I questioned myself, do I have I a I did too. Girl? After I hooked up with a dude, I, that, later that night, I masturbated. Did your dick roll? No. Well, it took a while. That's what, <laughs> this is the thing, though. Like this, so, this is why I ask myself, do I even have a sex drive? You don't. And that's what, something I want to talk about now. Like I, right now, right now? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, have, I have ED. I have erectile dysfunction. I cannot I get hard and fuck a dude or a chick. Like, I can't. I, I, have a, I get a raging hard on during everything. The moment it comes time to put it in, it goes limp. And it's embarrassing and it's frustrating. 100%. And that's one of the reasons why I don't have sex with women. Because how can you have sex with women if you can't get hard? So uh, You do what I do. You go, and da- you go down on them for hours. See, that doesn't work because the longer I'm turned on, the less likely my dick is to get hard. Well, no. What I do, I deflect. Oh. Yeah, well, I do that too. But I deflect. Some so, women so only are satisfied if you bone them. I know. This is where it's... That happened. It was really, that happened when I was in Utah. My... Well... It was kind of a scandalous story, but basically there was this girl who wanted to get back at her ex-boyfriend, and so she basically seduced me, but I couldn't get it up, and so I just like went down on her forever, but it made everything super awkward in future encounters, and it was weird. What? No, this is in Utah. Uh, Oh, not when you just visited. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Back when I lived in Utah. So this is like seven years ago. I'm like, you're a Hercule chick. I could have, maybe. But no, it's true. I mean, this is the... the, But this, this, for me, this is why I would like to figure this out, because... Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Is it... It's anxiety for sure. So that's, you know what I mean? And so it's... um... So what it is... So here's what I've learned. One is the shorter my encounter, the easier it is for me to get hard and stay hard. Wait, the shorter the encounter? Yeah, so when I'm going down on a girl for 45 minutes... I can't get hard and fuck her, but yeah. if I if we fool around, we make out, you know, she sucks my dick a little bit, and I, I go down on her for like five minutes. I see what you mean. I get hard, I get rock hard, I stay hard, I can fuck. Yeah. But the problem with that is I generally come really fast, so there's premature ejaculation again. But Still I can at least you know do it. Yeah. Same with a guy. I agree. If with I'm that. fucking a dude. I see what you're saying. Totally agree with what you're yeah, saying. Like, and I think you're right. If I get hard and I get super close to coming, right. and then I stop myself, my dick goes limp and it will not get hard again. That's right. That's that's that. It's also embarrassing and frustrating. Like I don't know why. I know that's how it is. I, I don't know think why. I'm talking to myself right now. Yeah, right. Because I think we have the same very yeah. problem. Yeah, this and is... I think that it's po- caused by over overindulgence by masturbation. Because when I stopped masturbating, and was like super crazy horny, I would get erections like all the time. Like I, but... um, I I remember in high school I stopped getting erections when I started masturbating like two or three times a day because you know as a teenager. I would, you know how you, in high school, you get boners sometimes and it's embarrassing? Yeah. That almost never happened to me in high school or middle school. Wow. 
Really? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Because, and it, that's over, you know, you're, when you can just orgasm without having to have an erection because your hand can make you come even if you're not hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. Then what your body's like, okay, I guess you don't need to be hard anymore. Well, let's talk about that really fast. Let's dive into this because as I got older, I started researching sex and what is sex? Because yeah. is sex just a physical thing or is it an emotional thing? Is it a brain thing? For me, it's like is it- 90% brain, 10% physical because, you know, the best um, the best orgasms are when you're super mentally stimulated. Right. And that's, that's just so funny because I always identify sex as a physical thing. Oh, yeah, totally. So this is it where, can be. It's right. much, much less satisfying, in my opinion. Right, right, right. But again, this is where... Like, have you ever had one of those orgasms where you just... You shoot out, and then you're just like, wow, I didn't even feel that. It just felt like I was shooting stuff out my dick. It didn't even time. feel good. Yeah, that's All the worst. The and that's how you know it's more mental than physical. But again, I'll speak to this, which we've talked about before, is you're a serial monogamist. Uh, yeah. And the level of connection you need to have with someone... Right. So here's another thing I learned about this whole issue. I learned after having like intimate conversation where we talk about deep personal things, I would get rock hard and stay rock hard the rest of the night. So, so it's an intimacy thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. And not a physical intimacy. This is what my point is. It's, this is where, but yet I think in 2020, you're trying to be more promiscuous Right. I want Are to get you just challenging well, yourself? It's not just that. I have other issues. I want to get confident. I want to also, you know, it's a little bit of boredom. But I want to, like, be able to meet people. I want to but this, to, a, this is a mission of yours. I want to be able to go up to someone that I think is hot and be like, hey, what's up? You're really just challenging yourself. I guess so. This is just a mission statement for you to overcome. In my, in my past relationship, I was bored and sexually, and so I wanted... I don't know. I've always been... I've always had all these fantasies that are unfulfilled, you know? Like, sure. I want to... But I always end up thinking, uh, random sex is unfulfilling. I want to be like with someone intimately. Does but that go back? I think to there's you, a happy again, medium. That goes back to you. I think though. there's a happy medium. Happy medium. What is that? Meaning you can have like sex with, intimately without being in a relationship. So was that would be categorized as friends with benefits? I guess so. Yeah, or just casually dating. You know, I don't know. Which is generally how all my relationships begin. Yeah, which is weird because normally the friend zones the opposite has the opposite effect. I've, I've, I've killed that uh, phenomenon. <laughs> I am the master at like, uh-huh. hey, yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I need to learn how to do that. I don't know if it's too, you know, I don't know. So you more like creep your way into their pants. I don't want to use the word creep. <laughs> finesse? Uh, sure. I like finesse. That's good. That has a much better connotation. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's healthy. That's what I mean. Again, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think to your I've point, never like, been in a relationship with someone I was really good friends with first, which I think would really help the relationship. One hundred percent. I think it really does because it gives that level of connection in which you speak about, and then you could actually execute and maintain the relationship that much better. Exactly. I, you know, I've done online dating and I just can't build relations. Right. I can't. It's just so hard. I hate. Yeah. Like, like I just. Yeah. It's so. Uh, it's so what is it it's, it's so impersonal it's so impersonal I don't know yeah. how to break the ice yeah exactly text message and I get bored of small talk and that's almost guaranteed what you're gonna have right and then it's like I, 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 like I the other day I was like thinking to myself you know what I'm fucking sick of this like I wanna talk to people I'm interested in but you also have to like I have to help carry on the conversation but you have to help carry on the conversation too right if I say something interesting you have to say something interesting back if you don't oh well fuck off 
but it speaks to the level of vulnerability. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think we already have social anxiety. Yeah. And then, therefore, you don't want to put yourself in situations where you... I don't, I don't really like rejection in any capacity. Yeah. Yeah, so that reminds me, actually. Um, I always had a hard time talking to attractive people, male or female. Sure. This was before I admitted, realized or admitted to myself that I was into dudes and girls. Like, I would not... It, I thought hot guys in high school, I had a really hard time talking to. Hot girls in high school, I had a really hard time talking sure. to. Yeah, yeah. That should have been like my clue, but you know, I was brainwashed Mormon, and so. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think whether it's brainwashed Mormon and or the the traumatic experiences you experienced early on in life, uh-huh. yeah, that you have a level of inferior, inferiority, complex, yeah. inferiority complex. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like which I do. That's that's which that's I what do. one of religion's main tactics is to make you feel like you're not worthy. Correct. The whole myth mythology of the Judeo-Christian God is you are a worm that was created by an all-powerful ruler, and you are not worthy of anything, and you owe everything to him, and you're a piece of shit, basically. And how does that differ from other religions? All religions, yeah, I suppose so. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I saying. mean, all religions, all the religions that are that way are Judeo-Christian religions. Like, what other religions are you talking about? Like, Hinduism's not like that. Yeah, uh, I was going to skip. Buddhism's not like that. Exception of Eastern religions. Judeo, yeah, Judeo-Christian. Yeah. Right? So, Islam, Judaism, although they're more liberal now, but right. still, Catholic, well, Catholic, like, and all forms of Christianity. You know, I, I would like to get a Jew on the show to talk more about this. Your friend, get him on. He's not a practicing Jew. But he but knows more than we do. For sure, that's a great idea. <laughs> but it's very interesting because I feel like Jews are just secular. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a like it's a it's, race as much as a religion. That's my point. Yeah, it's more of just. It's, it's very unique in that sense. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Tiffany Haddish, who's a black comedian chick, she's hilarious. She just had a bar mitzvah, whatever, and she's now a trained Jew. And oh, she converted? She, I, I guess, yeah. Wow, that's intense. You have to really, really want it to convert. Yeah, she's like... Which is interesting. She's all, like, talked about Hebrew. Like, so interesting. That really shocked me. The thing about Judaism that I find most interesting is that they discourage um, conversion. So I think that's well, really interesting. Well, that's what's so funny. I feel like all religions should be like that, and life would be better for everyone. You think? Oh, absolutely. But Jews are very free in their sexuality, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, and, they've gotten a lot more liberal. And that's why it's really funny, because I feel like... Other than the Hasidic Jews. Like, that's right. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's the... Um, I don't know all the different... There's the outliers in every religion. That's right. I think that's the bottom line. But yeah. to what we're saying is, how you grow up, your youth, religious background, defines your sexuality... Absolutely. ...and orientation... Absolutely. ...and identity. That's what I think. I don't know for sure, but that's what I think. I think that homosexuality specifically, so I feel like maybe bisexuality is more environmental and homosexuality is more genetic. I don't know. That's my personal experience speaking. Because um, no, even though you don't believe that I'm bisexual, I am. Like I am physically attracted to females and yeah. I like having sex with them. Sure. I just don't do it very often because it's hard and it's way easier to get dick. Well, like you said, you're lazy. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, that's my personal experience. Um, I, again, I don't know what it's like to be gay, but I imagine, you know, you talk, you hear people talk all the time, like, oh yeah, I knew like when I was five, it's like, yeah, I didn't know that I was bisexual when I was five. I was made bisexual when I was five is how I feel. Okay. So. I'm trying to bring this back. Okay. To how do you become, okay. So in your experience, mm-hmm. 
you don't feel like you're a victim. You feel liberated that you're bisexual. Um, you have the freedom of that. But we have the sexual discord where we just mentioned. I felt ha- like a victim for a long time. I don't know. I is that, yeah. that's, what, that's my point. Had you feel like a victim and now you feel liberated, as I talked about before with you, because I think you're a good case study, where your personal and professional life are currently in alignment. Therefore, the confidence level and self-enlightenment phase of your life is happening. We talked about this when you come to San Diego, new growth, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, my, my early midlife crisis. <coughs> I, ha- I had my midlife crisis when I was 30, so take that, all you 40-year-olds. Are you, that's right, are you shedding the victim mentality based on your successes elsewhere? I, yeah, I suppose so. In some case, in some instances, faster than others. And so like this year, you know, you want to be sexually free, I guess you could say. Yeah. So one thing I'm happy about with, I'm, I was really sad for a few months with my, my breakup and my relationship ending. It basically ended at the end of the year. It, it basically ended, well, it ended mid-December. But I knew it was ending for two months, three months. And so that was different experience because all my other relationships have ended badly. Abruptly. Abruptly, (laughs) right. And so I I got sad and I was sad for, you know, two months. I was sad for October and November and December. And yet it's healthy. But at the end of December, I was basically over it because I'd already grieved for three months, you know. And it's healthy because you're still friends with them. Yeah. I mean... It's the first time. Yeah, we. I mean, we talked, we chatted, we texted. He he got a gay escort in Vegas and told me about it. And I was like, oh, I encouraged him to do it. And it was interesting. Uh, FYI, the he said it wasn't worth it. So there you go. If any of y'all are curious. I imagine a, a, ma- a female escort would be just as not worth it. Right. <laughs> Although, anyway, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. I've never Isn't been friends with an ex. That's what I'm saying. I've done very well on being friends with my exes. Yeah. Sometimes it hurts. You go to these weddings or you go to their weddings and you yeah. you know, you find yourself. But I've always been a dude that's been friends with a bunch of girls. So that's why everyone thought you were gay. Pretty much, yeah. The landlords. <laughs> Non-threatening thought. males. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. My, my landlords thought I was gay initially because their son is gay. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, we should, think, meet. we should meet. Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why yeah. I got the place. Are they Jewish? I think I asked you this before. I don't know, I don't know what they are. Just because there's a stereotype of Jewish parents trying to hook up their they sound like it, right? Hook up their gay sons. Yeah. No, I think they're Christian. Uh, I don't think they're <laughs> Jewish. Uh, they're Christian in some capacity, I think. Yeah. But they have. She's not from here. She is. What is she? I think she's South American. Okay. Something interesting. And he's a white dude. Yeah. Right. Anyways, good people. Really yeah. good people. I've been here eight years. And yeah. So. What should we talk about with sex? Terminology. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about... Um, there's So there's a lot of uh, gay categories, I guess. Like things like... You've heard of bears. Everyone's heard of bears. All right. This is a good I story. Imagine. I was going to... All right. So when I broke up with my girlfriend in 2010-ish... Okay. So I, 10 years ago. A decade ago. Oh. It's cool to say that. So it was great, though, because uh, I had a friend... A girl a girl from college. I was like, oh, time to reconnect. Ho, ho, ho. She lived up in Sacramento, got a state job up there, and so I went and visited her. This was in 2010? Yeah. Okay. 2011. This okay. is 2011. Okay. Early 2011. All right. Went to Sacramento, just partied with her for the weekend, had a great time. Okay. Uh, and uh, Did we... Did you hook up? Yeah. Nice. And But the, the weird storyline there. But, so anyways, I had no idea, because half of Sacramento was gay. A lot of gay in Sacramento. Yeah. And, and we were in, like, the fashionable yeah. district of going through these 
eclectic shops. Okay. And these two big dudes with big beards <laughs> and like are just like talking us up and we're just chatting because I'm oblivious. Yeah. They, they wanted to eat in your pants. They're like, oh, are you part of the bear culture? And you were like, what? I'm like, I like brown bears. They're cool. You know? And they're like, racist. <laughs> you know? I'm like, what kind of bears are in Northern California? I'm from Southern California. I don't really know much about the geographical oh boy. bears. We have black bears in Southern California. Did they laugh? or They just started laughing at me. They just started laughing at me. I'm like, I don't get it. That's hilarious. Because I was just so, I was just so oblivious. Oh, right? yeah. I, I, two dudes owning a shop together. Like, I didn't, you know, and it was a normal shop, a trendy shop. So I didn't think there's no... There was no oh yeah, trendy day. shop. Two guys own it, huh? Yeah, just the didn't ring any bells. And it's just so funny because they're like, "Oh no, get bear called." Because at this time I had a huge beard. Okay, so you were a bear, basically. I was. A, I get, and so then they're like, "Oh, that means well, you know, you kind of masculine, you kind of dominate, you know." Da 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 da. And get Harry. Full, full the scriptures. I'm like, uh, I told the girl. Uh, no, I'm with her right now. And so, like, <laughs> did my sub bear? Am I a junior bear? I made a joke out of it uh-huh. because I didn't know how to respond. Yeah, I was just so uh, I was I I never You're stopped. Flabbergasted, I was I think flabbergasted by the exactly by the experience of like I, I didn't know I didn't know there's a bear culture there was yeah you know so anyways that's how I learned about the term bear. <laughs> that's hilarious because apparently I look like one. <laughs> I made a group finally. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Inclusive inclusivity. That's right. Well done, sir. So what do you know about what is a bear? Okay, so I, I've always just thought of it as like kind of an overweight, uh, hairy, gay dude. I didn't realize it was so tied in with masculinity. Apparently, it's, a, it's definitely tied in with masculinity. So I checked out this website, and it talks about it's not just appearance. It's also a mindset. And the mindset is a gay man who rejoices in his masculinity rather than suppressing his true gender identity to assimilate into the pretty boy standards of much of the gay and here it says, quote-unquote, community. And it says, a bear is, well, a big teddy bear of a man, gruff and bristly on the outside, but mellow and squishy sweet on the inside. So I would argue that that's not really a masculine trait, mellow and squishy sweet, but I think the idea is more like, you all know the stereotypical gay queen who walks with her hands like that's what out, I'm at a 45-degree angle from their body and it's like, yes, queen, oh my god, and they're super feminine, and it's annoying, and it, in my opinion, it drives, it, it's a detriment to the whole movement, but that's another... Yeah, that's what I was going to get at, is I think, just speaking with the, the gay community, right, is so based on, to the masses, on stereotypes. Yeah. And I wouldn't say you're a traditional gay, or bisexual. Thank you. You're not, you, you don't have that flamboyant... Uh, or a presence about you, right? So I this is gonna this is gonna make me sound like an asshole, but when you first met me, did you think gay? Not at all. Yeah, exactly. So I like, like I like I, to consider myself. I, I had no idea you're gay or bisexual. But I'm actually quite you feminine. Fi- when you my, physically told me. You, yeah. you told me. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Because again, I think the the detriment for this culture, this community, is a lot of it's based on stereotypes. Right. And I don't And that's unfortunate because yeah. it's funny throughout the course of history. I mean, I like Hollywood because it shows a lot of, you know, Rock Hudson. Right. Who was the man of men right. of his era. The porn gay porn star, right? 
No, because his name's Rock and Hudson. No, well, yeah. he was a he was a leading A lister. Oh, really? Oh, because Rock is like a gay porn star name now. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, oh, he, he, uh, he anything was, that uh... he was the A lister of okay. the fifties and sixties, and he was uh, the leading man in all romance movies. Okay. And he was gay as shit. Died of AIDS, actually. Shitty. But it just showed you. Yeah. We base things on stereotypes. Oh, absolutely. On presence of what we think is gay, and absolutely. it's so sad. Right, it's so sad that we look yeah. in these terms. It is sad. There's a reason for it, though, but it is sad at the same time. But it's also self fulfilling, and that's the thing. Right. The culture, the community, individuals see these stereotypes, and they become that. Yeah, and that's what uh, my that's point what is. I think too. Yeah, I think you I think it's that. similar to that five year old who who feels like he's actually a girl. Right, like, you know, monkey see, monkey do. That's what I'm saying. We that's that's how we. It's do. okay, people. The kid's white. <laughs> that's pretty funny actually uh, but we think and care this is the thing people are like oh profiling is bad oh stereotypes are bad no that's how we categorize in our minds yeah that's how humans think and this is what my point is my point is I think sexuality and image is based on how we stereotype absolutely so yeah the human brain is all about categorization it's like physically wired for categorization so yeah it sucks to be stereotyped, which I, I'm not super familiar with that because I'm a white male, which is basically the best. I basically won the lottery when it comes to being born as a race and a gender. So, But I feel like I'm a minority because I like dicks. So I'm, I'm okay. It's okay. I can say that. I can say that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like um, but, stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. That's There's truth in that statement, unfortunately. This is the, I, mean, I don't think it's unfortunate. It's... But it's, this is what I'm saying, yeah. like, as a male, like, it's funny, we're just talking about the bear content, it's like, we look at men online, on TV, or right. media, or whatever, we're like, oh, he's macho, because he's 6'5", he's a big chest, he's yeah. a big bicep, he's hairy, Duh. he's got a beard, he, you know what I mean, it's, yeah. and this is the visualizations of how we identify as humans, Absolutely. and then therefore we cut our hair a certain way, we do certain things to fulfill what category and what you want to be in. Absolutely. So I actually, um, this kind of remind. this is kind of related to my uh, very first blog post, going to plug it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Living a Wonderful Life. Sure. I talk about shadow experiences and one of them is pop culture and how it affects your attitudes towards appearance, basically. 100%. So, yep. So go check it out. Allopinionsnofacts.com. Yep. The very first post, it's called Living a Wonderful Life Part 1. I like it. Yeah. So, no, okay. Yeah. So that's what a bear is. So there's actually a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different gay stereotypes. So bear is one of them. And I'm going to go over the related ones. Unless okay, you had that, anything no, else you wanted to say. No, that's good. Let's go. Let's do that. Okay. So I'm going to read the same website. It's uh, maximumawesome.com slash perfriday slash bears.htm if you want to go there. So there's cubs. Cubs are simply young bears. So they're hairy. They're younger though. But they also are all about masculinity. They're probably chubby. They just are not old enough to be full-fledged bears. So this is like, I don't know, probably 20-somethings. 18 to mm -hmm. probably 27, maybe. We'll say 18 to 30. Okay. I'm not sure what the age cutoff is for bears. Um, so then there's otters. Otters are slimmer and less hairy bear admirers. So I re just today, just uh, an hour ago, realized that maybe I'm an otter. Because I'm less hairy and I'm skinny and pretty athletic. But I try to embrace my masculinity. I at least don't flaunt my sexuality, which I figure is a thing that masculinity is, is not flaunting your sexuality. When you're masculine, you don't need to flaunt your sexuality. 
That's what I think. Okay, that's good. Interesting because it just is. Just present. Right, Here's yeah. My like, question, I don't though. talk about... So you have, currently you have a mustache and you have about a, you know, an 8 o'clock shadow. Right. Okay. A beard but an 8 o'clock shadow. Right. Do you narrow or shave other parts of your body? Um, so I have chest hair. I used to. The only part of my body that I really regularly shave completely is my armpits. But I also, I trim my pubic hair because I hate a giant bush. It's gross. Sure. It me out. So that's my point. And my ass. I shave my ass. So that's so my point. Armpits and ass. So are these categories in which you're speaking, are you be try- trying to become? No. I just am personally attracted. I personally this think just body preference. hair is you gross. Do, you do preference. I, I like to look at myself and be physically attracted to myself. So I've tried fantasizing. I've tried masturbating with a fantasy of like going back in time and hooking up with myself. Didn't really work out. <laughs> But when I see myself in the mirror, I like to be like, oh, yeah, that dude's hot. You're so, so vain. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. You probably think yeah. this song is about you, Absolutely. don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's a good thing. Armpit hair grosses self-love. me out. Self-love is a good thing. Yeah, armpit hair grosses me out. Pu- like, excessive pubic hair grosses me out. Like, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind it. I just, if it's a giant bush and I can't even see your dick or your pussy, that's fucking disgusting. Yeah, I agree. To me. I don't like hair at all. Yeah. I don't like hair oh, at all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that per, that personal um, preference, I think, was probably because of the porn I was exposed to as a teenager. There you go. Where, you know, yeah. in the 90s, in the late 90s, porn was all about having no hair at all. Oh, no. It was, uh, so, yeah. I mean, still to this, still to some I think extent. It, I think it's still a thing. Yeah. So I, that's I, what I think. I think in porn, hair was only a cool thing. In the 70s. But also when I see a hot guy wearing like a tank top, for example, and I see this giant tuft armpit hair sticking out, I'm just like, oh, that's fucking gross. Yeah. So, it's just my personal preference. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. But was that preference built upon these things, like you said, the porn? Like, Pro- again. Probably. That yeah, influence. that's what I suspect. This is, I what, this is my question all, well, all about sex and whatever and preference. Yeah, like what it's led to my preferences. external, not internal. Um, hmm. Now, I've wondered that, actually. So initially I thought, oh, the reason that I like dudes is when I very first, so when I first figured out, okay, let's talk about this. When was the first time you masturbated? I remember mine. I remember pretty, I'm pretty sure I know the time, but I definitely remember the situation. And my friends laughed at me when I told them, but I'll still tell it. I think I was a very frustrated kid. I was confused. I was blind. I had seizures. I was not doing good academically. I was not really involved with my brothers and was just trying to stay afloat. Right. And I found masturbation it was my happy do you place. remember how old you were nine maybe damn holy ten? shit wow ten i should have been so lucky yeah <laughs> but I, I i but again what happened it wasn't a sex thing it was just like i think it was just a lonely thing and i was like i just started touching myself yeah okay and like oh god it feels good it feels good what happens I mean, when they keep doing it it was never a thing of i never thought of a woman right i never thought of a man ever or just the first time i'm just saying early on okay okay I think, you know, uh, yeah, obviously right. I grew up with, I grew up in a household with a uh, male, female parents. Okay. So I knew that dynamic of sex as such and this did is they, this. Did they give you the birds and the bees talks? Did you know how sex worked? I uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Me either. You know what I mean? No. I, I just think, I think I was, uh, so when I was lonely and I just started fucking myself. When I was like in third grade, one of my best friends told me that that when when guys the, the way to get a girl pregnant was to put your dick inside her and then pee <laughs> and i was like okay sure that makes sense <laughs> so that's what i thought sex was for a while that's awesome yeah right and disgusting but awesome yeah yeah 
Absolutely. <laughs> so you were, damn, okay. So you were... I was early on. Yeah. Because I was just, I was, again, my youth was, I don't know. Yeah, I, so it sounds like you had nothing else going on. So you were like, oh, yeah. when, I, when I rub this little weird thing that I pee out of, it feels good. Yeah. And it just Absolutely. became my center. All right. It became my, my go-to. Okay. And that's, right. unfortunately, became like, it was, I did it too much. I, you know, and I wonder, because I masturbated so much early on, is that why having sex partners has been hard moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've wondered that exact same thing. And you Or know, not so early, but just so much. Is ED a physical thing or is it a mental thing? I absolutely think that 70% of the time it's a mental thing. Yeah, it's just, and I think that my experience with it is mental. Yeah. So my first experience masturbating, it kind of, I, I had some lead up to it. Basically, I... Okay, so have you ever, you've seen um, Wayne's World, right? Of course. You know the part where Garth says, oh, it filled, I don't remember what he says exactly, but it's like, it filled wonderful, like climbing the rope in gym class. Do you remember that part? <laughs> I do, yes. Yeah, that part makes me laugh because I used to climb the pole on the playground and like push my dick as hard as I could into it while I was doing it and it felt really good. Yeah, yeah. I was in elementary school, so I was like, I don't know, like eight or something. But I, that makes me laugh because, yeah, absolutely. It's so true. I knew for a long time that, like, holding on to my dick felt good. But I didn't understand, like, I, and I also heard the word masturbation, but I didn't know what it meant, really. But when I was 13, I think I had just turned 13. I, I thought this through the other day, like a month or two ago. And I think I, it was the summer after seventh grade. So I, was th I just turned 13. And I was home, or maybe it was, like, the end of the school year. I was home after school watching cartoons and I was watching the the Hercules cartoon the Hercules cartoon show you know the, you know the no. Disney movie Hercules no oh well they the Disney movie Hercules actually really good has some good gospel music but they also made a cartoon based on it and it was based on him as a kid as like the linky teenager okay um, and I was watching that and then my dick got hard and I was like, huh, when I rub it, it feels good. So let's rub it. And I was like rubbing it. And then I started like rolling it between my hands, yeah. like when you're trying to roll dough. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the most amazing feeling I ever felt in my life happened. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I immediately felt this incredible sense of guilt. Thank you, Mormonism. Right. I was going to say, I mean, this is it's immediately, funny, right? Like the moment that the amazing sensation went over, like I felt this incredible sense of guilt. So and again, so that was how I discovered masturbation. Let me let me back backtrack though. Okay, you're pressing your dick against the pole. Right. Yeah. You realize the physicality of it. Oh yeah, it's it damaged. feels it's bad. good. Yeah, but it's bad for you. You weren't thinking about a male or female. Oh no no! The first time I was masturbating, I wasn't thinking about a male or female. I was just rubbing my dick, and I was like, oh, this feels really good. This is the funny part about life. Externally, songs, whatever. Right. Movies. Right. It always says, well, I saw a man, or I saw a woman, or But no. No. The sexual element of life is the physical part, then ultimately right. the, the opposite sex or the same sex. Right. So then what, so leading from that, the first few times, I don't know how long it was, but I, you know, I felt really, like, the most incredible guilt I'd ever felt in my life. Like, it was, it was horrible. And I was like, oh, yeah. But what like, lessons, what lessons in LDS culture did you know about sex? That it was sinful and that it was bad. and You just knew sex is bad? Yeah, sex is bad. That's, what, that's one of the gripes I have with Christianity. Like, Mormons teach girls they should only have sex to make babies, to reproduce. period. That is sad. It's fucked up. That is, yeah, right, right. Yeah. I think maybe they don't teach that anymore, but I... They probably do. I don't know. 
But it's so funny because I. But it's messed up. They don't even. They teach you that. They teach girls that. Even at the, the age tampon of is old. a sin because it breaks your cherry, which is not a real thing, also. But well, which the cherry is in reference to the hymen. The hymen, yeah. They teach teenage girls that are twelve years old. Which is actually a funny that thing. using a tampon is a sin because it breaks your cherry. That's fucked up. Right. And then secondly, I just actually uh, there's a few controversies here. I don't remember the the subways involved, but there's no test. To verify if someone's a virgin or not. Right, because the whole hymen the thing hymen is bullshit. The hymen could break on a cough. Or you might not even have one. You might sneeze. Or you might not have... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, so there's no validity test of virginity yeah. or test. Or bike, riding a bike or riding a horse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, it's a and also, again, it's not... You might not even have it. That's so, right. Yeah, so anyway, it, hilarious yeah. how... So it's fucked up. It's about to correct. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Although well, that does remind me of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. At the end, he's like... They, they're like, oh, yeah, because he, he, he fucks the princess of, like, the Amazon tribe. And uh, at the end, the guy that marries her comes out and, like, yells something in their language. And, and then Ace looks at, the, at his translator, and he says, he says she's not a virgin. And, and then uh, Ace Ventura goes, they can tell that? And then he runs off. And I saw that when I was, like, eight, and I had no idea what he was talking about. So mm. that's what that reminds me of. It's, it's hilarious. But, but yeah. going back, though, isn't it funny how it's a physical, mechanical thing yeah. above the psychological thing at a youth age? Right. But it's tied to mentality because I want to talk about this a little bit more. Okay. So the first couple months, you know, I tried not to do it, but I would do it. You know, obviously there's a breaking point. What's addicting? Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're like 12 or th- you're when you're 13 and you have no, you know, your frontal cortex is not developed at all. It's called discovery. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's healthy. Don't, te- don't tell your son not to masturbate. It's fucked up. Anyway, so after a while, I don't know how long it was, but it wasn't too long, I started realizing that if I fantasized about a male friend, I don't know why, but I just fantasized about a male friend. Really? Probably because I'd had some kind of naked experiences with him, maybe. I don't know. This but is, when I fan, uh, but when I fantasized about him, the orgasm was way better. But uh, okay, him. What was it about him? Was it his physicality or his personality? Um, I don't know because I was never really actually attracted to him. I think it was just the idea of having sex with another person, kind of like porn, maybe. Well, like that's my own mental porn. Why wasn't it a woman? I don't know. I really don't know. So that's why I actually. That's why I brought it up. Is I. For a long time, I wondered if the reason I had gay tendencies, I guess, was because when I first started masturbating, I fantasized about guys. But then, as an older and looking back, I was like, yeah, that's dumb. I probably fantasized about guys because I was into guys. Or does this allude to your twin experience and you had more fun with the guy than the girl in that very moment? Maybe. That's possible. I don't remember. Because I would say, see, this is the funny thing early on, I think, in life. Guys are more sexually curious early on. Probably, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, because they're, cause it's right there and it's easy to oh, touch and, pull, and hold thing. on to. Yeah. It's like a, babies hold on to their dicks because it feels good. For sure. For like sure. from day one. Yeah. Right. So this is where my question to you is, and I don't know if you can articulate this, but maybe that very moment, that experience with the twins, you had a more direct experience with the dude. And a funner experience. Maybe. Because she was probably too young and just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Maybe. Because curiosity leads to just doing more stuff. Possible. But I feel like my first experience was with the girl alone. But I don't know for sure. Right. Because, you know, it's 
I was five, so it was, you know, 30 years ago. You black it out. You don't know for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And also just my memories, you know, memories are super fuzzy and... Well, yes, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's a possibility. But, uh, for sure. Yeah, I just think it's a very and maybe possible. there were other encounters with that with the boy in that in that sibling relationship that I don't remember. I don't know. That's I'm sure there were there had to have been more than one. Probably, probably. This yeah. I, I mean, usually, usually when things like that happen, it's not a one time thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's not a one time thing, and which is my whole which is why I've come to think that yeah that it was more than just once. Yeah. Yeah, so again, this is where I wonder, so my ponderance for you is, you're gay not based on your genes, your identity, but maybe on your external experiences from a young age. Yeah, I mean, I I suspect it's more so that than genetic, yeah. Right, so you have this association thing. Right. And this is why when you talk about masturbating for the first time and thinking about a dude... Not for the first time. It took or, a while, but yeah, when you, at some point. When you, but when most you, of my fantasies were about when guys When you masturbated... In thoughts of uh, another being. Yes, absolutely. Right. And then the the bo- the guy that I fell in love with in eighth grade, which was shortly after I started masturbating. Yeah. When I didn't know what being in love was, but I felt this incredible attraction and wanting to be around him all the time. Sure. Like when I started um, fantasizing, masturbating about him. Yeah, like that was definitely more. I more fantasized about guys, but like even though my first fantasies so, so saying, were about guys, I also fantasized about girls. Psych- not too long after, in, in in psychology, I just talked about this with my brother and other people because in life it's all about successions and failures. Okay, and you always lean towards your successions. That's true. After so, if yeah. you found success and thinking of a dude and getting off, you keep doing that. True. And also as, um, like in between. So after five, I moved to a different city. Um, and on my street, I would, uh, have sleepovers and like hang out with the, the boys that were my age that lived in that street. And during a couple of sleepovers, there were like, you know, truth or dares where dicks would come out or something and it sure. was exciting to me. And so there were more experiences so, in that way. <clears> see, guys. I played spin the bottle. You played spin the dick or no? No, it was more like, I dare you to take your dick out and put it through this hole in this blanket or like weird shit like that. Yeah, but it was like God, exciting so to me. Yeah, you're hilarious. Brennan's a stand-up comedy. Spin the dick, yeah. Yep. Helicoptering. Yep. Yeah, helicopter. a bunch of eight-year-olds helicoptering, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, but again, this is what I'm saying. You're exposed, like I was referencing off-record, was my case study when it comes to gays or lesbians right. has always been just acceptability. They found... Oh, you mean acceptance? Acceptance. Right. Because they're friends with... Let's say a girl. She's friends with girls early on. They hang out together. Right. Girls are allowed to be more physical and loving to one another. Intimately speaking, it's like less threatening a real relationship. Correct. Yeah. And as we grow through life, everyone speaks to how vicious rejection and really occurs, let's say, in middle school. Yeah. And my observation and my study, per se... I think a lot of lesbian or gays lean that way based on the level of rejection from the opposite sex. Um, I think that might be possible. I don't think that... that I don't know. Um, I, I had like crushes when I was in elementary school to girls. Yeah. I never acted on them. I was shy. But like I would spend time with them. Because you didn't want to be rejected. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Again, this, this, Even though I didn't know what it would lead to, I just like... I liked this girl and I thought she was cute and I, I liked being around her and that was it but um, we, we just said earlier 
You've always been, from an early age, scared to talk to attractive people. Yes, male or female. Yep, absolutely. But innately, because you're a male, you probably have a better adequacy level of talking to a male because you are a male. Yeah, I can relate better. This is probably a prelude to your comfortability and acceptability (laughs) in being gay. Yeah. So this is funny. I uh, just... I've been um, on a hookup app recently, as a, now that I'm single, you know, trying to get that dick. Um, and I've recently realized, I mean, obviously I probably knew this before, but I realized it explicitly, like, oh yeah, all gay guys like being complimented about how sexy they are and how awesome their dick is. I was like, oh yeah, it seems so fucking obvious, but I, I, it came as an explicit realization, so that just made me laugh. But it's funny, because I, again, like we said earlier... 2020 is the year of promiscuous, promiscuous Preston. Exactly. 2020 is the year where I'm going to play STD bingo. Got to catch them all. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, get you some penicillin. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you an injection of penicillin on the air. Right, yeah. Okay. I think it's a genius idea. Perfect. In my, right in my dick. That's right. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, but no. I'm I, Kiki. Yeah. There you go. Might as well go direct. Uh, you know, so there's no uh, mishaps. Yeah, exactly. We want um, to get it right to the source. That's right. But, okay. So, how, okay, you're saying you don't know how to t- compliment men. You're learning what gets them. No, no, no. I do know how to compliment men, and I just realized it explicitly, and it took me till I was 34. Oh, I see. It's fucking stupid. Now you just realize how to compliment men. Well, I just realized that it's a good idea. Because sometimes I'm like, would they think I'm weird? Would it be creepy to them if sure. I said, hey, I really like your dick? And then I realized that like, it was actually on New Year's Day when I hooked up with this super hot dude. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like your dick. It's hot. And he liked it. He was like, thank you. I was like, oh, yeah, that probably always works with gay guys. <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a valid point. Yeah. How do you compliment women today? Oh, I don't. No, I don't know. There's a girl at work that I think is pretty cute, and I told her that I liked her hair, mm-hmm. and that worked pretty well, I guess. I don't know. Again, this supports my, my because argument. Because women this aren't as sexual as men, this, or are not wait, overt, as overtly sexual as men. That's, that's right. Women are... Or they're equal. not as overtly sexual. I'd say they're more this sexual, goes back to but they're not norms. Yeah. This goes back to exactly. social norms. Because there's a stigma against overly sexual women. That's right. Unfortunately. I think it's, I think it's shitty. No, it's sad. Let it be. Right. But social norms dictate women have to be more uh, going more back conservative conservative and or uh, uh, sub uh, what's the word oh sub? submissive submissive yeah women are going to be submissive in our culture yeah yeah and I argue this my stuff and even more so in other cultures for and sure that's what I'm saying like it's women are put in a place of like make your man happy do this clean the, you know whatever yeah. and uh, that's that's uh well, the, the strict father um, mentality of the conservatism is, you know, the, the man of the house is the ruler <sighs> and the woman is property. That's what, going back to that point. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's biblical. That's right from the Bible. That's what I'm saying. These, the, 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 the social confines that society has always put on women. Yeah. And this is where, you know, we're seeing a liberation of such, and it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. And uh, like you said earlier, it's a pendulum that's... O- I think it's an overcorrection. Correct. But I mean... Because masculinity has now been demonized, and that's not that's not good either. That's not healthy either. Like, definitely, femininity should not be... Um, and to be honest... It should not be... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To be honest, though, I would really say, 
and I have a lot of girlfriends that are friends, and again, I talk to them about these things, they talk to me about me. Right. What I've learned in the course of time from, let's say, high school to now, women, overall, my friend group, uh-huh. have been more promiscuous than guys. But they don't talk about it. They don't talk about guys it. Guys love to brag about their That's sexual right. conquests. That's right. Guys will lie about their sexual, their sexual yeah. conquests. Right. Girls to the idiots. detriment of females sometimes. That's what I'm saying. And this is where guys are idiots. Really? Why, well, I mean, I, I agree, but why do you say that? I'm saying that because we boast instead of learning how to make it happen. <laughs> okay, gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then in doing your complimentary, you're putting down the woman. Whereas women are like, well, they're conquering the world and they're doing it under the radar. Yeah, there's that saying, you know, behind, every, behind every powerful man is a woman. Yeah, that's yeah. strategic. Women are strategic. Yeah. Women are more strategic than men Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And this is one category in which they've done it. It's funny because the, stere- the, the view is that women are more um, emotional. But being emotional means you're able to utilize emotions also. So... It's What's, not a detriment, like, well, that's like what I'm men think. This, the, in, in, in 2020, women, like, who says this more? Who says this term more? Like a boss. Is that a woman's statement or a male statement? Okay, here you go. Right, yeah. Yeah, like women a boss. Are, it's men. It, no. No? Is women, women, say it? women are saying this. Like a boss? Yeah, like a boss. Women are endorsing that statement through and through. Okay. And they're owning it. Women are dominating and they're doing it subvert. No. Covertly. Covertly, yeah. There we go. Covertly. And this is what I'm saying. And now in 2020, they are they're being forced forward with it. And now we're having the, the correction where yeah. men are being dominated. And another angle for it, who are you more scared of? Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton? Dude, I want to hang out with Bill Clinton. Right. But do you think that if you crossed Hillary Clinton, you might end up disappeared? I do. You mean Epstein? I mean, everyone that crosses her. <laughs> no, you don't think... Do you think Hillary Clinton had Epstein killed just to protect her reputation because of her husband? That's messed up. I think it's probably Prince Harry. Do you think if a anyone, woman would not do that, though? I don't. She stayed with him for so long. Everyone knows that Epstein was on pl- his planes with Bill Clinton oh, yeah, 37 absolutely. times. Dozens of times, yeah. Okay. Hillary... I never had, thought about Hillary had, doing had, it. Hillary has stayed by her man since the 90s and post-impeachment and all those scandals. She wrote books about this, how she's loyal, she's committed to him, no matter what. So now... Because she knows that in order to maintain the power that she has, she needs a man as the figurehead. Absolutely. No, I don't know. I think so. Maybe that, but what I'm saying now is all of Bill Clinton's um, uh, uh, affairs, you could say, all of his sexual indiscretions. Discretions. Indiscretions have been with adult women. Epstein. With have they? Well, no. Here's my question. Here's yeah, my right. question. Epstein's storyline, and I don't know much about his sex island, but there's underage women. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And this is where that's a whole other. So. It's a whole other angle to the story. No, that's totally unacceptable. Because honestly, if he was doing that shit, she knew. Well, that's what I'm saying. And now, Absolutely. this is where I ask you, with what I just told you, wouldn't it be smart for Hillary, who was trying to run for president, having her husband labeled as a pedophile? That's not, that's no good. That's not good. Right. Especially not the husband that she stuck through. Yeah. Multiple absolutely. affairs. Yeah. There's affairs, then there's pedophilia. Right, yeah. 
even prisoners in prison do not accept pedophilia. Oh yeah, they will kill. They so, will make the pedophiles like miserable. having sex with multiple people is not a bad thing, but pedophilia bad. Yeah, and everyone agrees with that. Yeah, and and I you know that's fine. That's good. Yeah, and so I uh, so. I say Epstein. Okay. Because I, like I, I do I, wonder. I never, I never put those two together. I, I don't think about it though, man. I mean, she would, she could do it. That bitch is cutthroat, and what is the word? Well, again, it's not even being cutthroat. It's Ill, It's very easy to kill people when you just have hire people to do it. Oh yeah, the degrees of separation we've talked about. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. It's super easy to give a dude ten thousand dollars to kill some name. It's abstract. It's abstract. Yeah. It's, it's not dramatic. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know what I mean? But we've uh, so we've anyway. definitely gone away from the topic. Yep. So, all right. So, we, so back to you uh, masturbating. Oh, yeah. I mean, masturbating. Yeah. So um, when I was a teenager, I would do it. Like, there, I remember one time I would ma- I masturbated so many times in one day yeah. that I got an open sore on my dick, and I still couldn't stop, and I still masturbated through that open sore till I came. Are you implying you have an addictive personality? I, I do, but I've been able to control it. You know how I control it? I don't start. Yep. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, this is, uh, that's what I've learned. Yeah. I know I have a very addictive personality. Absolutely. And I know this from masturbation from, what, 10 years ago? I, I have a problem with moderation is my thing. Right. Yeah. So once I get started, you know, it's just like the, the Lay's potato chip ads back in the 90s, you know. But you can't eat just one. You would win that bet with me. No, that's 100%. <laughs> this is why I know myself. I mean, I... I I have to, I put, I've always put boundaries on myself and sex and masturbation early on in life displayed to me my addictive personality. Right. Yeah. And from then I realized where my boundaries are set. So that brings me into my, I, I, for a long time in my, so basically, um, my whole not being able to get a boner to fuck a chick Mm -hmm. that first became an issue when I was 22, I think. I got back with my ex-girlfriend that I was pretty into, but mostly I just wanted to have sex with a chick before. So here's the, this is how fucked up I was. I started what to realize... What do you real- mean was? Am. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling me out on that. Appreciate it, dick. All right, good time. No. Um, uh, I, I was like, you know what? I, I, I like dick. I kind of... I, maybe I am gay, but in my head I was like, I need to lose my virginity to a woman before I start having sex with dudes. That was like my mentality. So I convinced this girl to get back with me until I had sex with her. Yeah, okay. And then we had sex, and I couldn't really get it up, but I stuck it in her pussy, and I was like, I'm no longer a virgin. And then I actually like, started to fall for her, or I thought I did, and then she dumped me and so said I that all I was into was sex, and that was it. And I was really angry, and I thought she was crazy, although she was. Oh, that but, girl? Oh, wait, and wait, so wait. I was really angry and bitter. Mm-hmm. And then I went in the opposite direction. That was around the time oh, I started taking antidepressants, actually. What did I talk about earlier? I believe, and I, you know, in my observation... Oh, rejection from the opposite sex? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Boom. You but did. it wasn't really. She was spot on. You just the only reason I was with her is because I wanted to fuck a chick. So... Yeah, but you're saying that now. Yeah, it took me a long time to... You also just that. said you may have fallen for her. I thought I was. Well, that's what I'm saying. So now, you're saying this with the purview... Hindsight's twenty twenty. So true. you have a different viewpoint on true. this. True. Yeah, that's true. But what I'm saying, in the moment, you had sex with a woman, you started to like her, you fell for her. True. And but the, and then she she cut your nuts. True. But but. And then you're like, hey, dude. Counter argument. Okay, I like it. Most of my sexual experiences until then were with dudes. 
I was just ashamed and embarrassed about it. And after wait. I would get off with a dude, I would hate myself for a while. Oh, wait, but you're saying, wait, wait, what? You're trying to lose your virginity. You didn't consider... I didn't virgin- want to get fucked, basically, until I had fucked a chick. Oh, okay. That's what, okay. So you got off with dudes, but you never penetrated. You know, it's like... Um, you never penetrated. I'm a technical virgin. Okay, okay. That now kind of thing. Now we're talking a tiered system here, okay. We're talking penetration by penises into holes. Yeah, talking. okay. Now we're... Yeah. Okay. Or, sorry, penises I, into yeah, groinal I, holes. Yeah, I needed that delineation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so that's what you're confusing me. Right. Have okay. you ever seen The 40-Year-Old Virgin? Fuck yeah, I have. That's Tony what, Clarkson! <laughs> yeah, right. That's what the teenage daughter says. I'm a technical virgin. Right. Yeah, that okay. kind of thing. Got it. Okay. So you had her talk about dudes... Again, I wanted, so that yeah. that still supports my point. That still supports my point. Okay. Because you went that direction with her. Right. Then she hurt you. True. Then you found reinforcement. But she hurt me because I was using her. And Were she you? was more perceptive than I was willing to admit. Were you? Yes, absolutely. But is that not to say you didn't use dudes in sex? Because what is the relationship? I was leading her what on that I cared about her because I wanted to have sex with a girl. With dudes, it's much easier. I went on to gay websites and hookup apps and was like, hey, you want to meet and have sex? And we did. Right. So you had a relationship with a woman that was substantive and deep. I mean, I was trying. Whereas with men, you have relationships that are shallow and sex-driven. Well, okay. So going back to that relationship, she thought the reason I couldn't get hard was because I was into dudes. So I told her about this recurring dream I'd had. I had this recurring dream where I was thirsty and I would, in my dreams, I would drink water and the water tasted amazing, but I would drink it and drink it and drink it and drink it, but I would never quench my thirst. That's very symbolic And she interpreted that as you're having sex with a pussy, but you don't want that. You want a dick. And I don't think that was the case. Right. I just thought that I was dehydrated when I went to bed. <laughs> I guess maybe she was right, but I, I don't think that, that that's what it was. Because okay. I was sexually attracted to her and, well, sometimes. All right. So I, we've covered a lot of sex experiences. Yeah. And what, how Moving forward, what do you do to help yourself for sexual performance, anxiety, ED... One of the best is to not masturbate for a few days. You think? Yeah. But there's an interesting balance. I used to think it was like one day, like the night before. And then if you have a sexual encounter, I'm okay. But now I'm starting to think like four days. See, it's a problem because I either can get hard or I can take a long time to come. I can't do both. So I need to work on that balance. I can't do either. <laughs> yeah, me neither, really. <laughs> <laughs> this, again, these are the, the, I'm really happy we're having this conversation because I think it's very, you know, they say, uh, what did I read? More than 60% of men in America have ED problems. Right. Why do you think that um, so much money has gone into funding Viagra and Cialis? And oh, by the way, for those of you listening, Cialis better than Viagra for sure. Really? Oh, absolutely. Do you have a supply? I've taken it. Oh, okay. No, I don't have a supply. Like, do you That shit's expensive. Yeah, I was going to say. Although it might be, it's been a long time. It might be generic at this point. I don't know. Are you happy sexually with what you're doing and where you've been? Or do you still have shame? Do you still have guilt? Have you foregone or have you extracted the Mormon mentality from your mindset? I can, um, I think Tyler talked about this in the episode we talked about religion. 
I can now say fuck God or fuck you God or fuck you Jesus and not feel guilty about it and not feel like I'm going to get struck by lightning. What I hate about that Same is about thing. both with you and Tyler is is that you guys are just so, again, ex- extreme with it. You're so anti, right? So it goes back to the yeah. sexual thing. It's like you guys yeah. are just so anti. That That's where I'm trying to find my... I will argue both sides if I have right, to. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I believe in there's a God. I believe in there's a construct for it and but, a purpose for it. Okay, but... but I, I don't like how you guys are just so anti. Right, but counter-argument. Yep. The episode of JRE, Joe Rogan Experience, that you told me to listen to. Yes, sir. They yeah. talked about how, totally. how Joe Rogan talked about how he's yep. heard the theory that Jesus wasn't actually real. Yep. And it was all about rain on rain coming down and seeding the mushrooms. Correct. And that was the son of God. Correct. So what is that? How does that make you feel? I thought that was really interesting. It made me no, really, it I, made me really rethink my Jesus the Eastern Mystic posts on my blog. I, I well, and actually, I was going to bring that up to you. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, because absolutely. I, I recommend that uh, Michael Malice. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was a really good episode for he's, sure. He's a solid, uh, well-educated. I think he's a he's an educated engineer, but he's a, a personality and does. He's like a radio stuff. personality. Has his own his own. I don't know if it's a podcast or a radio show. I right. think both. But he covers a lot of content, and I think the the overall purpose is that I want to say my response to what you're saying is everyone's seeking for something. How do you fulfill it? Whether that's mushrooms from Jesus, or whether that is a dictator telling you that everything's going to be okay. Right. People, the the why that Trenton reference. Or if it's that's right, that's exactly a good reference. Or Elvon Hubbard with Scientology. Everyone, human existence and experience is to seek beyond yourself. Yeah. So I will not deny religion and or God. Because I don't know for sure. Okay. But whereas you and Tyler are just saying, fuck it all. Yeah. I don't like that. You don't like that? All right. I understand You're just that. saying, fuck it all. That. And faith is based on belief. And what you guys are saying is, there's just no belief. I just, duh, I would disagree with my, myself at least. Yeah. I, I honestly think Tyler is too far... Sorry, Tyler, love you. But I think that Tyler is too far into the whole reductionist viewpoint. Yes. Because the reality is extremely complex. Um, it is extremely... And your reality is not another person's reality. Exactly, yeah. Everyone's reality is unique. That's right. Absolutely. And I just think that... Um, so the but, the traditional view, or not even traditional, not only is everyone's reality unique, everyone's take on religion, regardless of the religion, is absolutely unique because it's completely based on personal experience. Thank you. And Same I, with sex. Yeah, but Same I just sex, think that. And what I'm saying with sex is bringing it back because I'm okay, gonna bring this yeah, back. Oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're I'm off, gonna bring it back. We're off topic right? because I think I am wondering, learning about, is it genealogy? Or is it experience? Genealogy? Sex? No, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you're born with it. What is it? Uh, nature versus nurture. Born, yeah, Lady Gaga born this way? Or That's right. is it a learned experience Correct. when you were five and got fucked by your uncle? And it's positive reinforcement because it's what you know. Pos- okay. Like success for a cocaine addict is getting another line of cocaine. That's success to them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Success is not just how the world finds the success. I actually that's how you define success. That's right. Right, yeah. And gratification. What? And success is dopamine in the brain going, yeah, motherfucker, this right. is good. Yeah. And it could be a millionaire 
signing a multi-million dollar contract, or it could be a drug in the street going, I got a line of cocaine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Success is in the, the eye of the beholder? That- the one thing that drug addicts have is that they're all about the steps, right? Like, their goal, their long-term goals, the first step is, is to get fucked up. Everyone is. What? Uh, Everything is. It's a routine of it. It's association. Everyone's a drug addict? No, it's association. Half of the high is not actually getting high. Oh, yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So a millionaire, a Bill Gates, he's just saying, I just signed a million dollar deal with Amazon. Cool. It's not actually getting the deal. It's the steps. It's the possibility. It's the possibility and the routine to get there. So this yeah. is all a psychological thing. Same yeah, with absolutely. sex. Same with, we don't do sex for the orgasm. Right. It's the chase. It's the possibility of orgasm. It's the possibility of orgasm. Absolutely. And you know why? And that's, Robert Sapolsky. Yep. Another, yep. bringing it back to him again, mm-hmm. because seriously, you need to listen to this guy's lectures. He talks about dopamine. Dopamine is not the reward center. It is the possibility of reward Correct. chemical. Correct. He talks about how when you have a reward, the dopamine goes up, but when you have a possibility of a reward, the dopamine shoots way up. Exponentially. Which is why gambling, gambling is such an addictive behavior. 100%. All and they things. know this. It's the routine of things. Yeah. It's the, the routine of things. The possibility of reward is way more stimulating and, than and the And today we're talking about reward. sex right now. We're talking about sex right now. Yeah. Is foreplay funner than the orgasm? Sometimes it is. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's like, oh my God, this is happening right now. Whew. whew. Yeah. <laughs> like, <sighs> I'm about to get off. Oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. The chase. The chase of it. Right. And all these things that we talk about in the human experience is the chase more so than the outcome. And if you look at that like from a deeper level, it makes sense, right? Because the possibility, like chasing the possibility opens up more potential reward than chasing the end outcome, if you really think about it. Well, that's what happens, right? And then this is the sad thing, whether it's an orgasm or a high. Right. Yeah. It's, like when you're when you're thinking about getting high on whatever, on when you're thinking about getting drunk. Yeah. It's almost better to be thinking about it than actually do it. Or right. at least it's more stimulating. No, no. When I'm thinking about sex, like talking it's about going possibi- back, no, yeah, I, I love the not possi- masturbating. It's the possibilities of what could happen in that right. time in that time frame. In that right. time frame, what could happen? What variables are coming into play in this? Exactly. Not masturbating for seven days. That whole like Thinking about the possibilities and dwelling on it and how I will get off mm-hmm. is way more stimulating than the actual orgasm. A lot of the times, the mm-hmm. orgasm is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yep, so absolutely. This is the, again, so sex. Okay, so we know this. What that's why saying, porn can be addictive without, without actually the orgasm part, component. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think porn is living vicariously. Yeah, so the guy that I watched, the video I watched, he talked about how watching a chick get fucked is the ultimate beta male behavior. Mm-hmm. And so most of my motivation for that month that I was like experimenting with not jerking off was like, fuck you, dude. I'm not a beta male. Fuck off. Right. So, no, yeah. it's a valid point. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he, it is kind of a valid point. But I am a beta male, so whatever. You think? Absolutely. Explain what a beta male is. Um, the alpha male is the person that's in charge, dominant, um, has like a following their thing people around them are subservient to them that's right. not me that's not that's not me at all although maybe do you want to be an alpha though 
See, no, I don't want responsibility. Here's my thing in life. A lot of people that are alpha are really not. <laughs> they just think they are. They just want to be, be, be perceived as such. But perception is Sometimes 90% reality. of reality. That's right. Maybe 99% of reality. What else do we want to cover about sex or sex terminology? Well, we didn't talk about the rest of the gay stereotypes. We totally got off topic after talking about cubs. So I want to go over that a little bit. I, well, no, we talked about otters. I'm an otter, apparently. Which is like a slimmer, less hairy bear. So to remind all y'all, a bear is a hairy, fat dude who's kind of into masculinity, apparently. Except that they're a softy and sweetheart. Which is not really a traditionally masculine characteristic. But again, it's really funny. The terminology is yeah. very feminine terminology. Right. Go ahead. And then another one that I don't hear ever is wolves. Wolves are bears that are typically more aggressive and overtly, in all caps, masculine. I guess. I've never heard that phrase in the wild, but I guess so. Let's see. But then there's another website that talks about other ones. So, let's see. Here they say the bear, large with excessive body hair, the spitting image of masculinity. All right? And it says these grizzlies tend to travel in six packs. I disagree with that. Most bears are fat. So, do you have a, a large population of friends that are gay? No, I don't. <laughs> All right. So, controversial... I generally don't like gay dudes because they're super femmy generally and dramatic and not a fan. Because I just feel like there's all these like subcategories we speak of. Yeah. But is the general populace of gays involved with and participate in these categories? So to answer your question, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. Are all straight I'm male... definitely a cub. Are all straight... Oh. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Um, are all straight males... Assholes who will say anything to get into a woman's pants? No. Does that answer your question? No, I think it's a valid point. I think that's a, yeah, this is the funny thing. But that's about stereotypes. Well, this is, <laughs> this is where it's... Uh, so, I think, uh, you know, for me, I'm an outlier. Or at least I want to be perceived as one. Who doesn't? That's right. I'm unique, just like everyone else. That's right. <laughs> mama said so. Just like everyone else's mama. But you're right. That's exactly right. Because I, I just, it just, it's. But I don't think. Let's. Uh, how do I say this? I don't think the straight culture has all these subcategories. Oh, it. Yeah, you're right. There's one category. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like tall, so, muscly, domineering alpha male is the target, and the female and is always busty, been, yeah. super skinny, and will do whatever the guy says. That's it. There's no. There's no other stereotypes. And I haven't fit any of those. Soccer moms. But yeah, I just... Trophy like, wives. Yeah, like I just... Like the gay culture, going back to our original thought talking point, the collective group, the LGBTQA community... Yes. Has built out this web of subcultures, yeah. categories, stereotypes. Yeah, they're just like, you're an oppressed minority... Come join us. We're making progress. Come and, utilize our progress and, to further your own agenda. And the straight community, where I like to have sex with women because it's what I know, so I keep doing it because it's rewarding. That's what I know. Okay. That's the only reason? Well, I was just reinforcing, like, success feeds on success. Oh, right. Gotcha. I, okay. I know what gotcha. I'm working with. Gotcha. There's minimal variables. So you're saying if your soccer coach had diddled your pooter that you would be gay? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I think... Oh, sorry, football coach. No, I, I think I would punch him in the face. Because I have a built-in success for women. 
and you're not allowed to be in the mix. So you think it's not environmental then? I do think it's I do think it's environmental, and I do think it's based on succession. Okay. So like saying I said, even to the young kid. When I first met, okay, to bring this full circle, when I first masturbated, I didn't think about a male or female. But now moving forward, based on my succession, my building blocks of succession with women, I always think about women. When did you start masturbating, fantasizing about females? In, uh, in middle school, you know, in early When teens. you started being attracted to girls and when girls started having boobs? That's what I'm saying. So, right. So I think it does align. That's why middle school is so intense for people because hormones come into play. Oh, absolutely. And then the differences between the male and female start to be physically not, not just hormones, pronounced. but pheromones. That's right. And this is when you're like, oh, shit, those are tits. Right, yeah. Like, I want to oh. put my mouth on those and they'll... <laughs> yeah, That's absolutely. Right. And then women start wearing, you know, makeup. Right. And, and male... girls start trying to wear as short possible shorts they can. So these are... So the succession of seeing that, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. That's all what I'm that. into. Yeah. All about that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. I haven't had gay experiences at all. And so my question is, uh-huh. I don't know for sure, nature versus nurture, but I have more of an argument towards my succession rate in my environment of successful women. I keep doing that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to. I don't want to let this pass without just talking about the theory. I don't know that I agree with it necessarily, but there's this theory out there that the the later the number you are of, of the woman giving birth, like as in the more children she's had, yeah. the more likely her estrogen is to do something to your embryo that makes you gay. Like maybe, but I've I don't, I don't really buy that. Um, well, the idea is like the third, if you have a son, a daughter and a son during the pregnancy of the third child, the third son or the third, yeah, the third that child is me. a son yep. that the woman's estrogen doesn't recognize a male fetus as part of her body and attacks it and somehow makes it gay. Maybe, but I don't really buy that. So, but that's the, that's the one of the leading theories. That's an interesting one. And I also wanted to bring this up earlier and I forgot. So um, my therapist, well, the first one I went to, he when I told him that I think that homosexuality is a is genetic or at least a well he didn't let me finish but I basically said I think it's genetic but it's triggered by environment. He said, I don't think it's genetic or I don't think it's genetic at all because what is the what is the natural selection that would favor having a, a homosexual human? And I think that's a bullshit argument because well, but whoa 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 whoa. Natural selection is purely going back to reproductive for the overall collective. Right. Yeah, I think it's a bullshit argument. Well, this goes back to why humans of uh, very few species have sex with pleasure, right? You mean other than humans? Other than humans, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think Joe Rogan looked it up, actually. It was like bonobo monkeys, dolphins, humans, and maybe chimps. Maybe other primates. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, I think that's a bullshit argument. I think that that ties into my disagreement with Tyler and his whole reductionism. Right. Uh, he talks about, like, when he talked about um, natural selection, I think he, I think he was oversimplifying it. Oh, 100%. That's why I, at and the time, so, I wanted to really uh, go deep with him, but I yeah. didn't have enough argument. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think, I absolutely think he was oversimplifying it, which I don't know. I don't think that it's necessarily because of his, uh, well, I just think that a lot of people oversimplify it. I think that it is an incredibly complex system that is very difficult to understand and that we try to oversimplify it, but no. I just So let me ask you this. 
Do you think it's healthy that humans have sex with pleasure? Yes. Pleasure. Why? I've talked about this before, but if sex did not feel amazing, it would be disgusting and we wouldn't do it. Ooh. Because if you really think about it, but either good. way, may, gay or straight, yeah. putting your dick in a smelly, warm, moist hole is gross. True. If it did not feel amazing, would you do it? If you saw a hole in the wall that smelled like rotting fish or yeah. ass, right, would right, you right. put your dick in it? But I think a lot of sex is curiosity. What do you mean? I think a lot of sexual nature and sexual experiences is curiosity. So I think the human brain is very curious. Yeah. So I'm going to argue and say yes, they would. But what? But then after it didn't feel good, would they do it again? Well, no. This goes back to my succession of building blocks. It so you'd, have, you'd have to have 100% um, fertility then in that case. Otherwise, it would die out as a, it would die out as a trait. No, I'm saying sex for in. How do I uh, frame it? Sex does feel good, right? And it is disgusting, but we would still do it if you how disgusting it would be. If it didn't feel good, we would still do it, even though it's disgusting. No, it's good. No, it does feel good. Right, which is why we do it. But if it didn't feel good, we wouldn't. It's do fucking it. disgusting. We wouldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I got. I think I lost you there. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I mean. But this goes back to... So it's good that we do well, it, that it feels good. Well, the argument is that we we have sex because we want to reproduce. No. A lot of people argue that. Some people do, but most people have sex because they're driven to it. Because I argue this they get that. that drunk reduction of inhibition and they just want to get off. 90, and 90, it feels amazing. 99% of sex is pleasure. 1% is yeah. reproductive. Yeah. Right. Based on volume, right? These, you know, these women that their whole lives they've daydreamed about being mothers and they're going to be the best mother ever. And then they squeeze out a couple kids and then they just sit on their fucking smartphone and watch, while, and watch I don't know, social media while their kids are assholes. Exactly. Way to bring it back to the last episode. Right? Thank you. That was really good. That was a good first circle. Exactly. That was good. Okay. Any other topics you want to bring up um, about sex? I want to finish up the... <laughs> I keep getting off topic. I want to finish up the gay stereotypes. So what I've talked about before is the twink, which I keep saying, but I don't know if it, everybody doesn't necessarily know that. I love Twinkies. I love Twink because when I played World of Warcraft, it was called Twink to be a level 20 some. So um, when I played World of Warcraft, there's PvP and the 20, so there's basically you can play PvP for every 10 levels. So there's like a level 20 to 29, 30 to 39, 40 to 49, 50 to 59. Twinks in World of Warcraft were level 29 characters who were like given super powerful gear so that they could dominate in PvP because they were given super powerful gear by the alt or like the main character that's level 60, right? This is old school World of Warcraft. Yeah, I just I think it's hilarious. What level of people that are playing World of Warcraft World of Warcraft are actually getting laid? Was that 5%? I don't know. My buddy uh, Kenji we've <laughs> talked about, he moved to North Carolina for yeah. a chick and I'm pretty sure he got laid because he's still with her, or I imagine. So I just think it's funny because that was my first experience with the word twink. And then later on after I um, came out and after I started experiencing gay culture, I heard the word twink and I was like, what? And I found out what it meant. And it means boyish with an extremely slender build, feisty and ready to go. Somebody buy the boy a drink. He's been waiting. Yeah. So twinks are like the super skinny, hairless, mm -hmm. like young looking. 
there's definitely a little bit of like a almost like a pedophilia type feeling well, to it a little bit. And actually, I will I will retract my not retract, but I will say we always humans we love youth. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, human we talk about males humans. wanting to have sex with a youth is not a new thing. It's just recently become unacceptable. Well, and that's why I want to go back to the Clinton point. Right. We always are chasing you. Yeah, I mean, he's not an outlier for wanting to fuck an 18-year-old or a 20-year-old right. um, intern, for sure. Just for the record. So, go ahead. Right. Okay, so that's twinks. I, butch is, I think it's more referring to lesbians, but I would say there's butch gay guys. But I've always known that as a lesbian term. Yeah, me too. Um, built for the outdoors with a whole lot of edge, real and rugged, don't upset her, she has combat boots. Um, there's, a ten, there's, a, there's a stereotype that a butch and a femme, or a butch and a feminine lesbian also known as a lipstick lesbian are often paired up really yes okay i don't know how true it is yeah okay um next one is the twunk which i've never heard of but when twink and hunk become one fits in all the right areas those curves don't come easy he'll meet you after the gym so i like to think that would be me but no that this picture that i'm looking at has hair so nope that that's a great question Cause what are you? Oh yeah, what am like, I? That's right. What, yeah. Okay. So let me finish. You an otter you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Let me finish, then we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, and then the la- the next one is otter. Here we go. So we're back to otter. Lean build with a layer of scruff, laid back and never too serious. Is that a sweater or is that just his chest? So do you do you feel like that kind of describes me a little bit? Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. And then the last one is the drag queen, which at the beginning we talked about. Not well, a fan. That's just there. me. That's just me. Yeah. Brendan's totally a drag queen. Yeah. Of course. I wear blush every day. Anyways. <laughs> but we said earlier, drag queen, drag queen. So here it says, glamorous and always the life of the party, born to perform. When bidding farewell, don't forget to air kiss. That makeup took ages. But again, I don't think drag queen is necessarily a gay thing. It's not a sexual thing. Yeah, It's not exactly. a sexual thing. Yeah. It's not a sexual thing. The only sexual thing it is, is in how many innuendos they make in their acts. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, not it's not thing. orientation or a sex thing. It's purely a showmanship thing. Exactly. Yep. And that's the thing. I, I, I think there should be a separate category. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I guess, I don't I don't know why gay culture accepted them. Maybe they like the whole caricature of a gender. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I don't, actually, I, I don't well, get well, it. I just don't show, get it. The show I'm thinking about, and this is actually a good point, which I'm drawing a blank on the show, man. But I'll get back to you. But the show... They go to a bar where they have drag queen like shows, so it's acceptability. It's like a, it's like an umbrella. Okay. For the culture, does it make okay. sense? Uh huh. Yeah, on, yeah, on, absolutely. Let's see. On, I'm trying to look it up, but it's on Netflix. Um, apparently, there's so many fucking shows on Netflix now that it's not working. The name is the name of the street. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, but anyways, we'll talk about that in another episode. Well, thanks for uh, talking about sex. Fuck yeah. Maybe was you... this good? I think it was good. Felt good to get all this shit off my chest. So you're going to continue hooking up with dudes. Absolutely. My goal for you in this quarter, okay. hook up with the chick. A chick? Yes. Just Okay, just, I'm down. Why not? I'll try it. Sure. Just try it. Uh, I need to get that vasectomy so I don't have to wear a condom because wearing a condom definitely gets rid of my boner. Yeah, for sure. I get that. Not a fan of condoms either. Not yeah, absolutely. Either. Yeah, I, I I have a latex allergy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. End- yeah. All right. Anyways. So yeah, I I feel like I got a lot off my chest. So appreciate it. 
there you go, everyone. Now you know a lot more about me than you wanted to know. Oh, and if any of y'all are wondering, I'm mostly a bottom. There you go. What's a bottom? Gets fucked in the ass. Oh, okay. And you know why? Because it feels way better. G-spot. You know it. Not even, no, not that. For me, it's like the rim of the asshole. God damn, that shit feels good when you're getting, when you come and there's a dick ramming in and out. Holy fuck. Best orgasm ever. Right. So you straight weirdos. Yeah, try it. I'm lost. Yep, exactly. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go on with your lives knowing more than you ever wanted to know. Peace live, out. Live it.